Hello and welcome to Theatre Club. I'm Ruby and I'm here with Oscar and Alice. Hey! And today we've got for you a review of Dance Nation at the Almeida, uh, a play called High Riding, which is at the King's Head Theatre in Islington. But first of all, Alice, give us our top tip. Top tip is that the Lyric uh, Hammersmith Theatre has announced their 2019 season and there's a lot of good things in it. One of the things that we have booked, which is their first show, is called Leave to Remain. And it's a world premiere and they're calling it a play with songs. So I like those. Yeah. Me too. And songs are by Matt Jones, who is a writer who has worked... Did you ever watch Dirk Gently? It's yeah, really funny. Generally, yeah, yeah it's on BBC. So he's written for that, Torchwood, um, lots of things. And it's got the uh, lead singer from Block Party, Kelly Okariki, directed by Robbie Graham, and starring award-nominated actor Tyrone Huntley. Do we know anything about what it's about? It's about a gay couple faced with an uncertain future. And told through a mu- uh, mixture of music and drama and movement. How that lovely. interesting, yeah. I mean, I'm in. Yeah, me too. And if you... I think they're still running the offer. If you book that show, because it's the first of their season, you get £10 off another show in the season. Yeah. So that's what we did. And mm. what, was the other, what was the other show we booked? The other show we booked was Children, uh, The Animals and Children to, to the Streets, which is by the um, theatre company 1927 who we've seen do two shows at the National, haven't we? National Theatre. Well, I've seen them do two shows there. I've I only saw seen Gollum. one. I've, I've seen Gollum. And you saw you saw this before, didn't you? The Children and Animals Took to the Streets. Yes. On its original... Yeah, that's right, I did. It's so good. Have you seen anything about no. the movie? Oh, it's amazing. It's sort of animation. So the actresses and the actors in it are sort of acting with animations but they actually can't see them so she'll be running from a train for example with a projection behind her of a train and it's all done in amazing timing and then a cut and you think how is she know the timing of it is so amazing really they interact with the animated projections so well they're like and sometimes they'll walk behind it and then they'll turn animated and then they'll come through you know it really blends animation with um their performance it's really cool and when are these shows both on so, Leave to Remain, which is the first show of the season, is on 18th of January to the 16th of February. Okay. Oh, the other thing worth mentioning is that they're doing free tickets to the first night for anyone that works or lives in Hammersmith or Fulham. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that amazing? That's me. That's you now. So you just need to prove, prove it. I'm going to be in Brazil. Oh. <gasps> Otherwise yeah. I would. Well, I know if you Otherwise I'd be first in line. For those yeah, freebies. that's really cool. So that's the first show that we're booking to see. And then The Animals and Children by 1927 Company is on the 19th of February to the 16th of March. The other show that I would really like to book is Dead Dog in a Suitcase and Other Love Songs, which is by theatre company Nehigh. I love them. And when's mm. that one on? That's on in May. In May. Mm-hmm. Cool. I so get booking for the Hammersmith Lyric. And go to the free first night of previews. I mean, what could possibly go wrong with the first night of a preview? Do tell. More to come on that later. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Spoiler oh, alert. <laughs> um, okay, great. So let's talk about um, the three of us went to see Dance Nation at the Almeida uh, last week. This is a play written by Claire Barron uh, and directed by Bijan Shebani. Um, and it's basically, it's like a riff on a sort of classic teen drama about a high school dance troupe. Um, well, like and, middle school. 
they're sort of 13 and under. Oh, have I got my school names wrong? Yeah, it's kind of before... What is high school? So high school is sort of what we would have, yeah, like GCSEs. So this plays like just pre-adolescence or pre-puberty. So they're all under 13. Yeah, they're like 13. So they're not in high school yet. They're kind of on the cusp is the whole idea, I guess, of the piece, wasn't it? Yeah. I was at high school from nine. (laughs) Oh, maybe it's different. But yeah, they definitely have... I mean, my school was called the high school. They call it middle school. (laughs) Okay. So they're at middle school and they're in this dance troupe and they are um, they're taking a, a new dance to a competition and uh, this dance has been inspired by the life of Gandhi, uh, who it turns out none of the dancers in the troupe actually know who he is. So that's the sort of first. It's a very. I found it. I found bits of it really funny. I think the humour in it is really good. It's very kind of witty and the writing. Um, it's also also worth noting that the students are the children are played by adults. So that was really funny, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it? full adult cast. So they're all talking about, like, getting their periods and stuff, and they all speak over each other and talk in very colloquial, like... Yeah, but without using kind of children's voices and, like, marching around in a sort of overly childlike, we're playing children. That It's played very straight, but, yeah, the dialogue really makes it seem like they're that age. Mm. Really good. Some of the performances, um, who, Zuzu, who was the, the one that really wanted to be good, and we see her mum a lot. Oh, and, Zuzu. She was, I thought the actress was great. She was called Rhea, oh, this is a confusing name. How do you reckon you'd pronounce that? Where am I looking? Rhea. Rhea Smithers. Smith. I think it's a silent M. Do you reckon? Zitrowitch. Well, Rhea, your performance was as complex as your surname. <laughs> I thought she was really, she, her, her delivery was just so good, that awkward teen. Her conversations with um, Amina. Amina, who was the oh. kind of star performer played by Carla Crane or Carla Chrome, their conversations are those kind of teen, like children conversation with these big awkward pauses and they're sort of friends, but they're rivals. Yeah, there was and, a big theme about friendship in the whole piece, wasn't there? Mm. So, and and friendship and how it operates when actually you're in that kind of environment and it's competitive and you all sort of you all kind of want to be the best, but then because they're teenage girls, they're all sort of trying to they also want to be best friends and they don't really like the idea of kind of being better than one another and all that all that kind of teenage angst was really dealt with it in, in a really good way I think quite dark some of it actually yeah it had these big tonal shifts between the sort of quite quiet moments of the adolescent the children and then it would have these more and more as the piece went on these scenes where in one scene they're all did this big dance where they all turn into vampires and devour their coach whole yeah that was quite early on yeah and I thought Oh, that's where this is going. Yeah. That's the storyline. They're all going to turn into this. Oh, you'll actually turn into vampires. <laughs> yes. It's Lord right. of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was that. I honestly was thinking something's happening because she's getting more. And then that went nowhere. No, I think it was just the outburst. It was just showing the, I guess, like being an adolescent, those sort of moments of you go from one thing to the other rapidly. It's just your hormones. Well, yeah. there was quite a lot. Of, it was quite a lot about hormones and periods and sex. And have you had sex yet? And he really fancied her, and she had no idea. Yeah. And there was masturbation. Quite, yeah, yeah, like the first speech that um, Ashley, played by Kayla Meekly, I think she's called, um, and she did the whole one about you're going to worship me. You know that sort of self confidence that she had in herself, but also that thing where she's always putting herself down it's yeah. also beautiful instant reaction to say no I'm not someone says talented no I'm not and her struggle between that and being like no I'm going to own it so it kind of had these things maybe what you'd want to say as a child but never could articulate yeah 
I thought those bits were really good. And it was kind of, I can see why I've read some reviews from, you know, writers from the Telegraph or Daily Mail, some stuffy old men have seen it and have not enjoyed those bits where they're screaming about their vulvas and their pussies. And... Pussy! But I thought those bits were good. I love the pussy. They I love the pussy chanting. They weren't like taking it too seriously. They were making a feminist point, but like in a fun, jokey way. I wanted to stand up and join in in that pussy chant right in the end. I was like, yeah! Um, my favourite bit of it, I think, probably was when they actually performed their competition piece. I thought the whole kind of way that that was pitched was just brilliant. Like, they're sort of them taking themselves so seriously, but also kind of being pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and the fact that they're kind of doing this dance about Gandhi, and it was said it was at the Pussycat Dolls, the yeah. music it was. And just the and I, like, totally remember, I remember, like, when I was at school doing this, um, in, in my dance class, we made up this uh, dance to... Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's basically like, you know, probably about 15, uh, 12 year old white girls sort of like being like, yeah, this is like really serious stuff, you know, and really feeling it. And, uh, so I found, I found that, that whole scene just brilliant. I just loved it. The whole was... thing was, so I watch a TV program called Dance Mums, which this has obviously been heavily they've obviously done a lot of research into that. So Dance Mums is a reality show about a dance group, girls exactly the same age, running from like six to 12 or something. And they do these competition dances and it is exactly like that. So that very morning that we went to see Dance Nation, I was watching it in the morning while eating my breakfast. Was that and... in preparation or just... No, 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 it's just, just because... on in the mornings when I have my breakfast and I was watching it. It's just absolute <laughs> trash. And their teacher, so that day they were doing a dance routine about Abby, Abby Lee Miller, who's their dance teacher, about her dead mother. And she's she's literally saying to him, she's going, girls, this is, you know, if you get this wrong... This is for my dead mother. So if you let me down, you're not just letting me down, you're letting my dead mother. So like, this is real. And in the show, he does that whole speech to them about every second a child dies. Think about that. You know, that like... Oh God, yeah, when he's psyching them up for it. And everyone's sort of laughing because he's like this bigger than life character from like... Dance Coach Pat. Is it Pat? Yeah, Dance Coach Pat. And like, (laughs) he's giving them this speech about, think about the dead children and all this stuff. And the audience are laughing. I'm thinking like, no, this is... This is at, this happens. This is literally what these dances like, yeah, about. Hold on, hold on. This is real. Mm. Yeah. So I thought all that stuff was so funny when he, you know, they're doing the thing about Gandhi. Like they do in dance moms, they do dances like that all the time. She comes up with these crazy, crazy themes that the girls are just like, yeah, okay. And the pressure that's put on them, I think that was an important thing. And it towards the end, more the characters would flash forward and say, in thirty years' time. I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll attempt to kill myself. You know, it kind of, it's trying to show the like scars that this has left on them, the pressure of, of adolescence in general, I guess. And, and, I, thought the, those bits were good. and I thought what was interesting was like the alienation of the girl that did really well and her best friend who wasn't doing quite as well. And then they're sort of not as good friends because of it. I thought that was really sad. And I think that probably happens a lot in dance mm. companies. I just really like the whole thing. That lovely speech that um, Maeve, uh, who's played by Nancy Crane, and she did um, the speech about how she flew when she was little. It was this sort of magical, realist moment where she said that she could fly. And then that as she got older, she'd just forgotten that that was ever something she did. I thought those little weird flights of fantasy were It was really almost like they'd got actual transcripts of children of... Yeah. You know, a little bit like London Road. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, it definitely had kind of real words and the way that they spoke 
was just so realistic, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, talking about circumcision and periods and all the kind of things kids do just talk about in that sort just of not, very and like blunt making way. stuff up and just like what these wild things about how it's yeah yeah. I loved it. I think and I had quite a young audience tonight. We were there and they were all finding it really funny. And I think I would definitely recommend people going to see it because I thought it was really I thought it was really funny, really interesting. Got a little bit baggy because of the the lack of structure in the sense of you know it did jump from thing to thing i would agree with that i did feel like i wanted there to have been a a, a linear one thing going all the way through i felt like it was a little bit too sliced up at times and it it just sort of it felt like it'd been over edited almost yeah so there were some some moments but overall it's an hour and 40 minutes straight through which i which we all love no interval and i would really recommend it there's an offer on and time out as well i think Uh, there certainly there certainly was one last week. Oh, um, so that's worth checking out if you do want to get tickets. And it's on until October sixth. October the sixth. Yeah, so it's time to see it. And yeah, I'd really recommend it. It's really interesting, really interesting play with really great performances. Yeah, so that's our review of Dance Nation. It is at the Almeida until the sixth of October. Speaking of perfect pussies, I've made inspired by their perfect pussy rant a cocktail called. Perfect pink pussy. Yay! Cheers! Welcome to Cocktail Hour with our new music, courtesy of... Beatrice Robinson. Very excited about it. Mm, I love it. It's very 60s, isn't it? So, this is the perfect pink pussy. I don't know if I really like that name, but... Dance Nation was very much trying to reclaim the word, so I thought, we can use it this one week. I and love the word pussy. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, in honour of it, this is a lovely pink cocktail, and it is gin, lime juice, which is the sour, bitter edge of, of Dance Nation, and then I made a ginger sugar syrup. Mm, it packs a pussy punch. It does indeed, just like It's very sour, Rosk. I like it. But I really like sour things. I know, I make my cocktails just for you, Ruby. Oh. I know you don't like sour things, but you know, that's the world of Dance Nation, Alice. I just want a little bit of agave or something in this to just... You can have some goddamn agave if you want it. Yes, I've got please. some in the kitchen. I'll take the edge off. It, I need something to take it. It's just too sour for me. I like it. I'm a sour bitch. It's got acid reflux written all <laughs> over for it. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, this drink is inspired by that. It's it's sweet on the raspberry side, but then it's got the sour edge of. Yeah, I really like it. I like it. Have you frozen your raspberries? Oh yeah, they're frozen raspberries. I forgot to add that. So I put frozen raspberries in the shaker and shook it up, and then poured it through a a strainer. That's very clever. Yeah, and then there's one little floating raspberry for you there. It's really nice with the garve. It just makes it hold. You need a bit more sweetness. Yeah, try that ruby. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, you like do you want to splash in yours? Stir it in with your finger. Go on then. Go on then. I don't want to be left out. Fine, when I put this on Instagram, I will add agave <laughs> to the recipe. Maybe it's too sour, but you know, I want it to reflect. Okay, Oscar, let's talk things. about the other show that we've been to see, which was High Riding, with no G on the end, uh, at the King's Head Theatre um, in Islington. Uh, it is written by James Hogan directed by Peter Darney. And it's on there until the 22nd of September, if anybody is inspired by our view to go and see it. I I would say, it, I would recommend going to see it, actually. It's, 
it's very short. It's like an hour long. I'm in. <laughs> exactly. So, but, you know, which is kind of, I think for new writing is a, is a really good, it's a, it's a three-handed play. So not a lot of characters. It's a, it's a story about a guy who's just got out of prison and he's come back to um, his father's house, which he's just inherited. His dad died while he was in prison. And when he arrives there, his aunt's there. And so there's the sort of, there's the dynamic of his, his relationship with his family. It's quite a tense relationship. She's kind of stealing things from the house as he sees it when he arrives. Yeah. Um, and then, so there's that dimension. And then there's the dimension of um, his homosexuality. And he has picked up this boy from a motorway service station, like on his way home. What I really liked about it was that it's like on one level this really sort of like quite gritty drama like quite a lot of anger and disappointment and yeah people being quite unhappy with each other but then it's also got some like really sweet moments and some really kind of tender tender bits to it and I really like the sort of contrast of that that you know sometimes you go to something and it's just all grit or it's like all saccharin and it's just I thought I felt the balance of that worked really well for me yeah I agree and I think after we saw it you said something that was really interesting talking about the kind of length of it so you said it was like reading a short story like a good short story you know that thing where you get Mm. you know it's not like a full novel but you're just getting a small snippet of a story really perfectly encapsulated in a short running time they didn't try and cram too much in um and I yeah I totally agree with that I felt like I read a really good short short story um the acting was all really good yeah I think that's kind of because you've only got three people and it's sort of three generations of actors the aunt's much older obviously and then um and then the actor playing Linda Beckett yeah Linda Beckett played Aunt Ivy then we have Tom Michael Blythe as Stan and then um we had Chicho Tetch is T A T C H E is his surname. I don't know how you We've had some complicated names today. today. Aren't we? <laughs> um, he played Ronnie, and that's it's his, his theatrical debut. So I thought he, he was really good. I didn't realise that was his debut. Yeah. He was really good. I thought. I thought, yeah, and like you said, they balanced the funny moments with the grittier moments. Um, there was some really nice writing. Some of it was quite, quite genuinely quite funny, and some of it was quite sweet. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I would definitely recommend it. And it's a nice little theatre. You don't want to sit on those seats for more than an hour. No, they are. I know that I always go on about uncomfortable seats, but I think I'm justified. My in butt this, was fully numb in this uh, in this instance. Um, one nice little thing that we learnt while we were there: the the guy sort of came out and did a bit of a spiel before before the show because they're fundraising. Um, but the thing that he said actually was that um, the King's Head they pay all their actors and staff equity rates, which is really unusual for fringe theatres, um, and. You know, it just kind of does make you think, you know, if you can get to go and see something there, then go and do it because these actors are just trying to start out in their careers and if they're getting paid, then that's good. I just think it's such a great venue because it's a really good place to take somebody that maybe doesn't want to go and see a West End show. Like when my auntie and uncle were down for Tottenham, I took them there, we had like a drink in the pub and then you literally walk out into the back room, you watch a play for an hour and and then you go home. Tickets are only like 15, 20 quid sometimes. You're it's off to see really something fun. there today, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going off to this to see Hamilton Lewis, which is the sort of parody of the musical Hamilton, but based on the life of Lewis Hamilton. Instead so we'll of have a review Hamilton. on that next time. Yeah, I'll do that on the next one. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, it's such a cool theatre and it's great that they pay people properly. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's worth supporting. They've got, to, they've got to raise like 
I can't remember what it was, hundreds of thousands a year on top of what they sell on tickets and everything. They don't get money from the bar or anything. So No, and they have to rent the space from the pub as well. So how much were tickets for high riding? Um, they're between oh. 15 and £20, pounds, I think. They're not very much. Okay, and is it you still You can on? sometimes get tickets for 10 quid actually, on the end of the rows. It's still on uh, till the 22nd of September, so it's not on for much longer. But if you can go see it, um, really worth seeing. Okay, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, can I say something exciting that I read in the paper this week? You can. Kate Blanchett is coming to the National Theatre. Yes, talked about already on this podcast. Oh, where was I? You were there. Was I? (laughs) No. Just not listening. I mentioned this months ago. Oh. Well, like the tickets are going to go on sale in the next month. Oh, well, that is good. That is a good update. Yeah. So uh... it's in January 2019, but the tickets are going on sale in a month. So let's... What's the show again? It's a new show and it's going to be directed by... It's based on a novel. I didn't know very much about it when it was It's called When We Have Sufficiently Tortured Each Other. Mm, lovely. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be sort of a cheerful piece. Then. Directed by Katie Mitchell, a new play by Martin Crimp, and I Ooh. think it's based on a novel, and it's had sort of connotations with Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, let's up with Google Ooh, yeah. for that then, so we get tickets. Yeah, we'll have more on that when we know it. Yeah, um, let's um, let's get all the details yes. and um, talk about it in the next podcast. Yes. I would have had a review of Sylvia, but. I don't think I should oh, yeah. review what I saw. So I I had tickets to the first, what should have been the first preview, get an email that morning saying, we're not ready. Um, they literally said, we're not ready. So we're now just turning this preview into our last rehearsal, an open rehearsal. You can either move your tickets to another night or you can get a refund and come for free. So I thought, well, I'll just go. I don't mind seeing it as a rehearsal. They're gonna, they said they'll try and run it all the way through. Um, so I went to see it and... I mean, it was a mixed bag because it really was... They really weren't ready. They didn't have the... They hadn't sound-checked and the lighting was off. So the performers were fully rehearsed. They'd been doing it for six weeks. Beverly Knight sounded incredible as usual. Um, But it was hard to hear them all the time because the band were on top of them because they hadn't sound-checked it. And then we go back in for the second half and the lead actress, five minutes in, collapses on the side of stage and they literally just had to be like, sorry, that's it, no more. So that's all I saw. So I can't really give... I don't think it's fair to give a review based on that. It was then cancelled the next day. She's basically been off for like three days. They've had to cancel a whole string of previews. They then had to do one with the understudy, but she was reading off a book. It's <gasps> been been a real rocky start. Well, Ruby and I are going tomorrow night. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you think now that it's kind of hopefully more up and running. Because I've seen, I've seen what I saw I liked, and I've seen other tweets from people who've seen it subsequently, and it's been getting really good reaction. And there were bits in it that I did really enjoy, so I can't wait to see what what you guys think because it's got promise. I'm a huge sure. Beverly Knight fan. Well, she sounded great. I'm really excited about it. I think it's it's such a shame because it's on such a short run anyway. So yeah. it actually finishes next weekend, doesn't it? So it's twenty second, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like they haven't, you know, they obviously haven't really had time to get it properly I mean, up and running. On? They turned. I think pretty much all the performances now into previews. So I don't know whether they're going to try and bring it back or... I hope so, because from what I saw, I feel like it could be... And everyone's kind of calling it the UK's version of Hamilton, because it is very similar. And I feel like it could... From what I saw, it could be that. I just can't really judge because I didn't fully get the music and singing together. But Beverly Knight still sounded incredible, even without a sound check. (laughs) She's so good. Her voice is just like... (laughs) 
It's yeah. great, but yeah, I can't wait to see what you think. And I really hope I get to see it in its full thing, because I do feel like I've only seen half of it, but I want to see more. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. And also Madeline, who unfortunately can't be here today, I'm really, really sad because she went to see Wasted, which is the new kind of rock musical about the Bronte sisters. So quite similar almost to Sylvia, modern kind of musical take on female figures from history. And I really want to see what she thought of it. We'll have to wait till next time. Yeah, um, we will have to wait till next time. The reviews have been mixed, I think. I've seen some really good ones and some really bad ones, which kind of intrigues me even more with mm. Wasted at the Southern Playhouse. And that doesn't run for that long. Maybe in October. Cool. Okay, I want to say one more thing. One more thing that's closing is Aladdin. And I really would like to see it before it closes. It's got a magic carpet by Bob Crowley in it, designer Bob Crowley. And yeah, it's just one of those things Bob we Crowley. haven't seen. Let's just go. I'm sure we can think? get a day seat, a cheap day seat or something. Let's if go. it's yeah. cheap, I'll go. Yeah, because I've heard... A I'm lot not of people spending £40 on it. No, people have said it's quite panto and it's a bit... But I would like to see it. And what's coming in its place at the King Prince Edward, is it called Prince Edward Theatre? Yeah. Is um, they're bringing back Mary Poppins Aww. with ZZ Stralin and Charlie Stemp, who was in Half Sixpence, are going to be in it. And I would love to see that because I didn't see that first time round. And it's uh, choreography by Matthew Bourne. I've got a question. Yeah. What are we doing about Heathers? Oh, yeah, we should see <gasps> Heathers. We do need to see Heathers. They're, on Today Ticks, they're doing £25 lottery tickets. A lottery what? is such a lottery, though, isn't it? And also, this, it's, the <laughs> fan base for that show is just, like, going Huge. going nuts. Have you seen yeah. the pictures of Outside yes. Stage Door? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and they're all, like, dressed up and... Yeah, people are going nuts for it. We do need to see Heathers. So I do want to see it. So this is also the last podcast that you're going to do, Ruby. Is it? No, maybe not, because you'll oh. go away till the... When do you go away? Don't sack me yet. Yeah. Wait, when, when do you go away? <laughs> I'm not going until the 29th of October, so I reckon I we can... I think we do one more. I, I reckon we can squeeze it. a couple more in. Okay, well, maybe we, we do should do more. a show, Heather's or Company with Patty Lapone. Oh, I do want to see Company. We need to see Company before you go travelling. Yeah. Should we do that as your should final show? we have show? one last hurrah? Well, yeah, we have to see Company. Okay, when does Company open? That opens at the end of September, I think. Okay, we need to see that before you go. Company's the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, Okay. That's it for this episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theatre Club Pod or on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs>